0: the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. For every $25 you bet on college basketball, WinBet is giving you a chance to win a trip to Las Vegas for March Madness and 1,000 in free WinBet credits. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Ross are brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Ross, we're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. And Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, March 2nd, currently 1210 on the East Coast. And joining me, as usual, every Wednesday to break down some things happening around the NBA, as well as dig into the player props for the Wednesday night schedule. The man that does it both on and off the court for SGPN, as well as hosting his own show on YouTube every single day. My main man, Scott Rochelle. Scott, how you feeling this Wednesday afternoon, buddy? Uh, feeling
1: pretty good. Uh, the Nets don't play, so I don't have to worry about them disappointing me again. But <laughs>
0: as a whole, it's fine. You know, can't really complain too much. How's your day going? Uh, it's, you know, another day in paradise. It's already Wednesday. We're already in March. You know, people are getting ready for March Madness um, and all that good stuff. So, Unfortunately, no MLB, but that's a different topic. I don't want to get into that. I'll get all riled up, but it's NBA. We got about six, seven games tonight. And uh, we usually talk about something or someone or a particular team on uh, the pods with you and myself. And I think we highlighted the Golden State Warriors for this week. I know we've kind of beat the drum on the Lakers and the Knicks and all that good stuff. But I think. You know, this was a team that you had talked about at the trade deadline that needed to make some type of move, but they're dealing with some other stuff. But I'll let you dig into it here. Golden State Warriors, man. What's kind of the mindset for you right now on them?
1: Well, I bet on them to win the championship a couple of months ago. Wasn't just them, though. I had them with in a parlay. It's at like 50 to one. Okay. And the Warriors are the only pick that I have left. And... I think there's a 0% chance they're going to win the championship. So I don't really feel that great about my ticket right now. The issue that I have with Golden State is the issue that I've been mentioning for weeks. And I know that I mentioned they should be making a move at the deadline because I think they need more shooting. And I know Draymond's still out. So I'm not fully, fully, I'd say panicking, but it's definitely not great right now. 0% might be an exaggeration, but like, single-digit percent for them to win the championship. I just don't see it. But I think the main issue that I have is the fact that offensively, they rely so heavily on Curry that when he goes through a shooting slump or I don't know if slumps can be three, four months, but when you are not as efficient shooting the three as you have been your entire career, then I don't know what other options they have because clay has been inconsistent. Plus, he's been resting here and there for injury purposes. Mm-hmm. Wiggins, since the All-Star break, has been, how do you describe
0: it? Below average? Uh, I was going to bring him up, but I think he's been absolutely terrible.
1: I'm saying, like, he hasn't been very good. Yeah. I still, like, pull off the bench, but, I mean, he's your sixth man. And that's it. So, the only way the Warriors can consistently generate quality shots is really if Curry goes back to shooting 40-plus percent from three. Right. And that hasn't been the case for about three, four months. So I really don't know what this team is supposed to do offensively that's supposed to, I'd say, bring back hope for me. I know that defensively, Draymond's going to help. Mm -hmm. But offensively, we know Draymond doesn't really do anything. He's basically a facilitator, and that's it. So I think the main issue I have with Golden State is I don't trust them offensively because besides Curry – who's been pretty hit or miss the last couple of months I said before they just don't have many guys and I was hoping that they would go for Terrence Ross or Eric Gordon or even pick up Dragic off of the buyout market yeah. and I know none of those three guys are stars by any means but at least those three guys can give you 15 on a given night they just sure. don't have that like if i asked you right now how many people on or how many players on golden state can walk in and give you 15 on any given night, you'd probably say, what, four guys? You have Curry, Clay occasionally, Wiggins, and Poole. Is is that really it? I mean, they don't have yeah. many guys.
0: Yeah. I think for me, I'm not ready to jump. I know I, I also did put in a ticket before the season started on the Golden State Warriors. And I think like a lot of other teams, you know, we could throw the Lakers in that conversation. Phoenix, I think, is in that boat right now as well as that injuries are a big part of it. And I'm not, I understand. And we, I think we were, and you were the one to say this and we're spot on about it. And I completely hundred percent agree with you that they needed to get a six guy off of that bench. And, and the guy, like we highlighted Terrence Ross, uh, Terrence Ross, Eric Gordon, that type of player. It didn't have to be a superstar player, but somebody that can come off the bench and create shots for you and for me, I mean, yeah, Clay has been in and out of the lineup, you know, whether it's been injury management or the non-COVID-related illness. I just want to see at least for a 5-10 to 10 game span with both Draymond or all three guys, Draymond Green, Clay, Steph Curry all on the floor and see what the offense looks like. Uh, because right now, you're right, it's only Steph Curry and then you're hoping to get something out of Andrew Wiggins or Jordan Poole. Um, and Andrew Wiggins has progressively gotten worse from month to month as the season has kind of progressed here I mean they were kind of forgetting that he was an all-star this season but if you kind of take a look at what he's done from month to month I mean where has Andrew Wiggins been he should be that second guy or that third guy that's kind of providing the scoring power or at least contributing to help score and provide support to Steph Curry but from December, he was averaging 19.2 points. That trickled down to 17.5 in January. In February, that's even worse at 13.8. So he hasn't been very good in the month of February. And even coming off of the All-Star break, he's had three games, or there's been, sorry, four games, sorry, three games so far for the Warriors. He's at 12, 18, and 10, and shot 38%, 43, and 31%. And you're right. It is concerning for the Warriors right now because right now it seems like the Memphis Grizzlies are going to leapfrog them for that number two seed until they do get Draymond and Clay back. But
1: I thought Draymond was supposed to come back. What, what I, I know that he's on his way, but I thought there were reports that are right around when the All Star break was over yeah, he'd be back. Did he have a setback or something? Or they're just being extra cautious?
0: From what I read and I might be mistaken, it was I think they said mid-March when he was supposed to be back for the Warriors. but oh, okay, I let me see if I there. can find that. But yeah, I understand your point about the Golden State Warriors right now. Um, and for them right now, they also do have the eighth hardest schedule remaining in the NBA. And you know, as game and as the games kind of go by here, it's going to be tough for them to kind of fend off the Memphis Grizzlies who are on their heels.
1: Well, they're not going to. I mean, yeah. We both know Memphis is going to pass them. I mean, you can talk about a Golden State, and that's kind of why I've written them off as, title, as serious title contenders. I just don't know, A, when Draymond's officially coming back, B, how many minutes he's going to play immediately. It might take him a couple of weeks to get back fully up to speed. And by that point... I mean, Memphis is a well-oiled machine, and Morant's been going nuts. So I don't expect them to hold off Memphis. But I think the one issue that I do have with Golden State, I know it depends on the health of the team, as always, but I'm trying to picture first-round matchups in my head for Golden State as either the 2 seed or the three-seat. Mm-hmm. Am I sure they're beating Minnesota in a seven-game series?
0: So, I'm sorry, assuming everybody's healthy? Yeah. I think so. I don't. I think
1: that they probably would, but yeah, the that's concern not a is there. Walk.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're I, right.
1: I, I just feel like Golden State doesn't yeah. really match up well against many teams now. Dallas, I know they choked it away that twenty. What was it? 20, uh, 20 26 to, three to one. Run, run. Twenty-six yeah. to one. Whatever yeah. number you want to use. Uh-huh. I still think Golden State would smack Dallas in a series, just because they won by thirty something at home. They should have beaten Dallas last time out. They completely fell apart in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But it seems like they gen I'd say generally match up well against Dallas. So I'm not gonna roast them in that matchup, but I mean Denver might be getting Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray back. That's not a cakewalk. I think Golden State would kill New Orleans, but like they're not gonna face New Orleans because New Orleans is gonna be-, be facing either the one or the two, mm-hmm. and Golden State will probably be the three. Right. So I just am trying to figure out what matchup I actually want them to have in the first round there's really not that many I feel good at or feel good about. Do you?
0: I don't. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the concern is, I mean, and this is a season, I think I've kind of said this all season long is that the West is really wide open and yeah, you have the top three teams with, you know, I think we throw Memphis in there as well. Um, It's kind of wide open, but in a seven game series, anything can happen. I'm trying to find the uh, update here for Draymond Green here quickly. And, I did see that on Wednesday, Oh, sorry, last Saturday, he was back in practice.
1: That's what I'm saying. He's been practicing, Uh, so I figured he'd be back somewhat soon, and yet I still haven't heard anything.
0: Yeah, maybe next week he's back, but I think it'll be sooner rather than later, hopefully, for the sake of the Warriors.
1: All I know is that for my ticket purposes, I know that the Golden State title odds will probably not move for the next couple of months, just waiting for Draymond to come back and expecting the experience to carry them and also the reputation mm-hmm. but in reality i will probably end up trying to sell my ticket on prop swap
0: i can't argue that uh what what, what number did you get on them
1: so it was one of those free bets okay. that i got because oh, i yeah, put yeah. i put uh a decent amount of monty williams to win coach of the year okay so uh i ended up getting rewarded with some free bets i think it was 125 like dollars 125 bucks to win five thousand four hundred dollars okay and it's the only pick i have left is golden state to win the title so if i could sell that for maybe a grand i'd consider that but i definitely feel like i should try to get some money for it because i really don't see them coming out of the west and i really don't see them winning the championship
0: yeah um I'm not ready to jump off that boat just yet. I Again, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm going to wait because the yeah, odds yeah. aren't going to move. But right. I, I'll wait to see who they're playing in the first round, mm-hmm. and then I'll reassess. Yeah, But if they get a favorable first-round matchup, maybe I can wait until the second round. Mm-hmm. But I will definitely want to sell the ticket before they face Memphis because I really don't think Memphis is a good matchup for them at all.
0: Yeah, I think Terrell was highlighting that as well today. We talked about it on the NBA uh, Gambling Podcast this morning that Memphis in a seven-game series, whether it's against Phoenix or whether whether it's against Golden State, they're going to give those, both of those teams a very, very difficult uh, task or, or they're going to be a difficult out. And I think both of us and all three of us probably agree that If Memphis pulled it off, we would not be surprised if they beat either Golden State or Phoenix in a seven-game series, right?
1: Phoenix, I think I'd be a little bit surprised with with a healthy Chris Paul because I just think that is the best team in the league. Okay. But if you're asking me right now to pick who I think would win a series between Golden State and Memphis, I'm taking Memphis. Okay. Especially if they have home court as the Mm two-seed. I think Memphis wins worst-case scenario in seven, but... What do you think? I think Memphis would maybe even be an underdog in that series because of reputation. Yeah, they but would Golden be. State, I, I just don't know who's supposed to guard Ja. I don't know who's supposed to rebound. Golden State's kind of an abysmal rebounding team. Yeah. And Memphis has a bunch of guys who rebound the basketball well. I believe they're number one in the league in rebounding. Mm-hmm. It's just a really bad matchup. And not even to mention, like, the Jaron Jackson defensive end upside there. Yeah. They really just have every box checked on how to beat Golden State. So I would try to sell before then, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to wait and see because the one perk of taking a team that has a championship reputation is that no matter how bad they've been playing recently, the future odds are really not gonna move.
0: Yeah, they're not. They're all, I think they're only gonna get worse when if win and if Draymond gets back and win and if that's what uh, I'm hoping for. Play is back, right? Because mm-hmm. they're gonna they're they'll want some games with those guys back. They'll maybe get a three, four game winning streak with those guys back and those odds are just going to get worse. But yeah, uh, definitely Memphis would be a dog to Golden State just based off of championship reputation and playoff experience or lack thereof for the Memphis Grizzlies. So
1: I mean, the um, the Warriors have the second lowest odds at plus 450 to win the title. Exactly, yeah. Do I think that's going to go up? I think it should. It's not going to. I think it'll go down if anything. But once again, the best situation for me Assuming all goes well, I'm not hedging for three rounds. Like, that's just, I'm just not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So, best case scenario, I get past the first round and sell it before the Memphis series starts. That's best case scenario for me.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, anything else on this Golden State Warriors team, uh, Scott? Uh,
1: I mentioned it briefly, but I have to mention it again. A 26 to
0: one run at home in the fourth quarter. <laughs> really? 26 to one? Really? It almost happened to Dallas last night too, uh, kind of reverse thing. But yeah, um, that it's tough. And I
1: criticize Kerr, or I know I can't really blame him because the team talent wise, with Clay and Draymond out, are not very good. Yeah, but I don't understand these rotations. I don't know why he keeps pulling Curry while he's getting into a rhythm every single game. I know you have a set, I'd say, schedule. Mm-hmm. When it comes to when Curry's supposed to play and when he's supposed to sit in game, yeah. But Curry's a rhythm shooter. You can't keep pulling him while he's in a rhythm. Yeah. You're just going to kill all momentum and I've seen that time and time again. You're pulling Curry with 5 minutes to go in the first quarter, you're pulling him with like even like 9 minutes left in the fourth quarter and you're bringing him back in with 4 to go. I don't really know what you're doing cuz Curry when he checks back into the game, all of his momentum is completely shot, and that's why he's going five for 16 from three. It's because when he's actually making shots, yeah. you put him on the bench because of your system.
0: Yeah, I agree. Again, especially a guy since that, the record-breaking three-point shot that he made in New York, um, he's been struggling. I mean, we saw the showcase, but not really taking anything away from the – all-Star game, but it is in meaningful games, uh, he, he has really slipped here. And-,
1: and the All-Star game also was a good example of that, because even though there was nobody guarding him, of course, because it's an All-Star game, yeah. if there's one thing Steph Curry was not, it was on the bench. Because yeah. while he kept making shots, they kept him in the game. That's, that's yeah. kind of what you need to do. Now, of course, in the playoffs, I mean, Curry's going to play 42-plus minutes. I don't, I don't know how you're not supposed to play him 42-plus minutes in a playoff series, but that kind of just goes back to my point where Golden State, as far as I'm concerned, is, is more focused on staying healthy and maintaining the course than recognizing the importance of home court advantage. And I do think that facing off against Memphis at home in a seven-game series compared to on the road is night and day. And I feel like they are just going to let that slip through their fingertips because they're so focused on maintaining health going into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I kind of take a look at their schedule uh, here in the next week or so. They go to Dallas on Thursday. They have the Lakers in a primetime game Saturday night in L.A. Two games against Denver, uh, sandwich in the Clippers there. And then they have Milwaukee next Saturday or the following Saturday as well on Saturday night in primetime again. So uh, the schedule doesn't get any much easier. Like I said, they still have the eighth hardest for schedule remaining in the NBA and I think they have one game left against Memphis, which is not till the end of the month here. But uh, hopefully they get Draymond and Clay back here soon because they need the reinforcements. Uh, because again, the guys outside of Steph Curry have not really stepped up to help them. Two and six over their last eight games are the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Scott, let's put a bow on that. Uh, let's take a quick break here, bud. We'll come back and then we'll dive into our Wednesday night player props here in the NBA. WinBet has a massive college basketball contest. The grand prize winner will receive a reserved seating area for seats at the world-renowned Win Las Vegas Race and Sportsbook for the early round action of college basketball tournament as well as two rooms at Win Las Vegas for a two-night stay in addition they will be awarded with $1000 in free bets on WinBet. Any WinBet patron that places a minimum $25 wager on college basketball during the promotional period will become eligible for the prize, and players can take advantage of the offer immediately. There is no limit to the number of entries that a patron can receive into the grand prize drawing. For example, if a patron wagers 1000 on college basketball during the promotional period, they will receive 40 entries. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com, must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available, if you or someone you know as a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. 4700 we brought to you by IPVanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's really that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, and even devices like your Fire Stick where when you're streaming media, whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP, promo code SGP. All right, coming off of the break, let's dive in to these NBA player props for the Wednesday night schedule. Scott, I'll give you the floor first, bud. Uh, What do you got for your first player prop, man?
1: So for the first one, I'm going to go into a matchup that I'm sure everybody's thrilled about. It's between the Kings and the Pelicans, and I'm going to take De'Aaron Fox over 24 and a half points at around minus 115 Ever since they traded Halliburton, I I still hate the trade for Sacramento, but Fox has been fantastic, mostly because the ball is in his hands even more than it was in the first place. Mm -hmm. But he scored at least 26 points in eight of his last nine games, and he's also played at least 40 minutes in three of the last four games. Mm -hmm. Assuming that this game is relatively close and the Pelicans don't blow this game open, Fox is just such a matchup problem for basically every single team because of his quickness. Yeah. And I'm not sure if New Orleans is going to try to throw Herbert Jones on him. They might try for a little bit, but honestly, with pick and rolls, I don't even know if it matters who's guarding who anymore. He's just going to switch it no matter what. But when you have scored at least 26 in 80 or last nine, and you're going to give me 24 and a half against a New Orleans defense that is one of the worst in the league, I'm going to take the over. So I'm going to take the over
0: 24 and a half. Yeah, I love this play. Uh, Fox, you hit the nail on the head that he's been absolutely fantastic since the trade of Tyrese Halliburton. And he's going to have to be right because he's that. He's now the future of this franchise with some bonus. I'm not sure if he's part of the future there, but he should be after you traded Halliburton. But Darren Fox, yeah, eight out of the last nine, like you hit the, the handicap on the head. Uh, he scored, what, 26 or more points in mm-hmm. that span. Um, yeah. I also want to ask you about his assist here. I know he's had back-to-back games where he's at 10 each. And I was looking at this this morning. Not sure if i'm gonna lay the minus 150 juice on the over five and a half maybe i can find find an over six and a half but Jenny, you have thoughts on his assist for um the i guess for the rest of the season or maybe in the matchup tonight
1: well i'm definitely not taking the under anytime soon because okay. as you said before he's had double digit assists and at the lines at about a juiced five and a half yeah so they're adjusting but it seems like they're still taking a little bit too long to adjust if you know what i mean yeah but it's also just a matter of the fact that you're looking at the projected starting lineup and your projected shooting guard is arguably Justin holiday. Do you mm-hmm. know Justin holiday is being a guy who creates much off the dribble? No. No. So the point is Fox <laughs> is going to have the ball in his hands, almost every single offensive possession. So if you yeah. want to talk about a situation where I'm not comparing Fox to Luca, but right. just based on the system that both teams run now, mm-hmm. anytime Luca does not have the ball in his hands, it's basically a lost possession. And every time Sacramento doesn't have the ball in Fox's hands, it's basically a lost possession. So I feel like you can make some comparisons there with a guy who's going to have the ball in his hands at least 80% of the time when he's on the court. Yeah. I have to be tempted by his points assists and really anything that involves scoring or passing because nobody else is going to have the ball.
0: Yeah. 100%. I like this play for Fox. Uh, Definitely been playing well since the trade of Halliburton uh, to the Indiana Pacers um, for my first player prop. And, and this was kind of a little head scratcher for me. I understand that the blowout potential is there tonight, but SGA at 25 and a half points here tonight, it doesn't make sense to me. And in the last, I think three games, um, especially with Josh Giddy and Lou Dort out, the offense, walking
1: into 30 every night. Yeah.
0: It's pretty much just SGA and he's walking into 30 point games here tonight. And let me just kind of pull up his game log here. Yeah. 37, 36, 32, um, 10 points against the Pacers. I think he left that game possibly because he only played 17 minutes, but prior to that 31, 29, 29. So you kind of see where I'm getting at six out of the last seven games. He's gone over 29 points. Um, I don't think the book has accounted for this properly because he is pretty much the offense, I understand the blowout potential because it is a big spread in Denver tonight, but I got to go with SGA over 25 and a half points here tonight. Scott, am I missing something here?
1: Uh, no, I think it's only because of blowouts, but I have to look once again at what Shays numbers are against Denver. I'm pretty sure they're not that bad. Yeah. So it wasn't like he fell off a cliff against this particular defense, but I mean, Shay is in my opinion, a top 20 player in the league. So you're not going to get many arguments from me. I'm sure that sounds a bit crazy yeah. when mentioning top 20 with Shea, but the more you watch him play, the more you realize it's kind of obvious. He's a top 20 player in the league. But yeah. I think it's because his numbers against Denver, as I'm looking him up, aren't that good. Yeah. But he hasn't really shot the ball well, and based on the current form he's in, that number does seem a bit low. On principle, this number should be closer to 27.5, 28.5, in my opinion. Yeah. So I think there's value at 25 and a half.
0: Yeah, because I took it last game against the uh, Sacramento Kings. It was at 27 and a half. And I'm starting to see it starting to get adjusted here a little bit. I, I see it up to 26 and a half now. So, yeah, SGA, uh, I like it up to 27 and a half, 28 and a half um, for him tonight against the Denver Nuggets. Um, let's get to your next one. Scott, what do you got?
1: So for this one, I'm going to go to a matchup between the Sixers and the Knicks, deja vu, applying again. <laughs> and I'm going to go with Tyrese Maxey, over 16 and a half, points at around minus 105 people keep talking about Harden and Embiid rightfully so but since the Harden trade Max is averaging 24.5 points per game yep scored at least 19 points in each of the last three games yep also he's been playing a bunch of minutes because he's easily the third best player on the team I think he's better than Tobias Harris at this point but he's averaging 35 minutes per game in the month of February or he was averaging that so I do expect that to carry over now, blowout potential is a bit concerning, but the Knicks have been a pretty decent first half team. Yep. So they have managed to keep games close before blowing them late. But Maxi is easily the third best player, and you want to talk about how the Knicks can try to game plan for Embiid and how they can stop him from going to the line 27 times. I got to assume some double teams are in his future, which which should set up Maxi for some good spots either as a cutter or just on one-on-one situations there against Fournier, et cetera. But when you're walking in to 24-plus points per game when Philly actually gets a true point guard and your number 16-and-a-half, I'm going to take the over, especially at minus 105.
0: Yeah, I had this one written down as well. I'll give it an additional one out because there's so many that I do like tonight, and I am 100% I already bet this. Um, and I talked about this with Ariel Epstein offline yesterday, when we did the prop and we were talking about Philly as well. And there, there, there's going to be a, there was going to be a point for this and it's a very small sample. It's only been two games, but when Harden came into this team or was traded to this team, number one, it's, it's benefited Maxi because again, the attention is going to go on Joel Embiid and James Harden, like you mentioned, that frees up Tyrese Maxi to score the basketball, but also going to be a point where somebody was going to suffer. And so far, That guy's been Tobias Harris, right? In the two games with Harden so far, 32 minutes, 37 minutes for Tyrese Maxey, total of 30 shot attempts. He's at 21 and 28 so far with Harden. And then if you take a look at Tobias Harris, the guy who's taken kind of the fall on the sword as far as the offensive side of production in the two games with Harden so far, he's played 35 and 30 minutes, nine uh, nine shot attempts each in both of those games, six points and 12 points. So, I'm, I'm taking the under on the Tobias Harris tonight as well. And then I, I did have Maxi written down as well. So I absolutely, I'm glad that you caught this on as well with uh, Maxie going over 16 and a half points uh, tonight. So I love this play. Um, for my next one, I'm going to go over to that Cavs game against the Charlotte Hornets. And I am again, back to the train. You know me, I'm fading Mason Plumlee. Give me Jared Allen over 11 and a half rebounds tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. I do understand that they did pick up Montrez Harrell at the trade deadline, but uh, if you kind of take a look at what an all-season long the Charlotte Hornets' interior defense has not been there, it's a drum I've been beating on all season long. Um, and more in particular, the last two games uh, this season for Jared Allen against the Charlotte Hornets, he's posted significant double-doubles. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the game log here. 24-16 and 16 back on November 1st. The last game on February 4th, 29 points and 22 rebounds. So 11 and a half, I think, is a little conservative for me here. So I think Jared Allen uh, should have a big night rebounding the basketball again for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So give me over 11 and a half rebounds for Jared Allen here tonight, Scott.
1: Yeah, I have no argument with that. Anytime you can put up 20 plus rebounds in one game this season against this opponent and your line is 11 and a half, Yeah, I have to like the over. I'll make a <laughs> personal play on that. After the show, probably.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's get to your last one, man. What do you got?
1: So I'm going to stick with the rebounding trend, but I'm going to go with a matchup between Indiana and Orlando, a true game that only a gambler could love. And I'm going to look at Wendell Carter Jr. And I like him over 11 and a half rebounds at even money. And looking at the reasons why, first of all, Carter Jr. has recorded 12 rebounds in three of his last four games. This is going to be his third matchup against Indiana this season. And in the first two meetings, he averaged 15 rebounds per game. I'm trying to remember the exact numbers, but I know he had at least 12 in each of the first two. I don't remember what the other, num- the other one was. I think he had 18. I think he had 18 and 12 in the first two meetings against Indiana. And to mention the last meeting, since they just played against each other, he recorded 12 rebounds. However, he only played 28 minutes yeah. because he had five personal fouls. So even when he was in foul trouble, he still got to 12. But with Indiana trading Sabonis and still missing Miles Turner for injury, they just don't have many guys on the inside. And Carter Jr. is a guy who I've mentioned several times on this pod yep. as being a very solid and underrated rebounder. Mm-hmm. But he's dominated this matchup. He's been really good lately on the boards. And since the spread is around two, two and a half, I don't exactly expect much blow potential here. I think this game should be pretty close. But if Carter Jr. ends up playing 30-plus minutes, he should walk into 13, 14 rebounds. I'm going to take the over 11.5 plus money.
0: Yeah, last game, 28 minutes, 12 rebounds, 21 points, and then the season or, sorry, game prior to that on February 2nd, even before the trade deadline, 19 points, more, but more importantly, 18 rebounds. And I thought it was 18. Back, okay. Yeah. Cool. Even if we would go back to last season, April 25th, 2021, 13 rebounds in that game. So, Um, yeah, no argument for me here. Uh, we've talked about, or you've talked about window Carter jr. A lot on this podcast. Um, I like that as well. Rebounding props have been really good for me this season. Um, when I kind of go back and look at the, the player props that I have. I
1: I don't know if you bet LeBron rebounds last night, but that's still a cash cow.
0: Oh yeah. If Anthony Davis is not playing and they had, I think last night where's where they started LeBron at the five again, without obviously because of the matchup with the Mavericks, but yeah, definitely was on that again. Um, Let's see. For my last player prop, um, I'm going to go with Jalen Green here tonight uh, in that Houston Rockets. In the- Are you taking
1: over three and a half dunk attempts or over half made dunks?
0: I'm going to go over half made dunks tonight okay, for cool. Jalen Green. Yeah. Um, you know he, he tries to do the flashy dunks uh, at least, like Scott said, three times in a game. Only one fall, so I'm going to take the over half in that. But no, uh, on a serious note, I'm gonna take Jalen Green over 15 and a half points here tonight. And I think it's more injury-based related with no Eric Gordon tonight for the Houston Rockets. KPJ is still questionable, but I think even if he does play, that ankle injury should linger him. Um, and Jalen Green, I believe this season against the um Utah Jazz does have a 20-point game, if I'm not mistaken. But I think this is a game where he kind of has to shine because again, no, I'm sorry. He had 13 in his last game. I think that was another team I was thinking about. But well, think he
1: played a, against Utah three times, yeah. so he probably has a 20-point game and somewhere in there.
0: Yeah, no, it was 13-7-13. I think it was another oh, team I was mind. thinking about. But I think that he should get the minutes here tonight with the injuries that the Rockets have. Um, look for him to be more involved in the offense here as well. And even if it is blowout potential, you have about two to three guys that are out with injuries. I think that, you know, the head coach, Stephen Silas, wants him to get as much... Minutes out there as possible, you know, get reps, get get, get run time in the NBA. So uh, I'm going to take a gamble here, and that's why we're here. So I'm going to take Jalen Green over 15 and a half points here tonight against the Utah Jazz. That's my last player prop. um That is going to be our player props for the Wednesday night schedule. Scott, let's take one last break here, bud. We'll come back and then we'll get uh, our best bets, and then we'll wrap up with any final thoughts for the schedule here tonight. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out StableDuel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select and build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. This Saturday, tune in to SGPN Stable Duel live stream. Sean, Ryan, and horse racing expert and my co-host, Malcolm Bamford, Talking Ponies. Plus, you have a chance to win $25,000. It's live on YouTube at 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time this Saturday. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner circle. Play, race, win. Ross, we're brought to you by PropSwap. Where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is around the corner and PropSwap is replaced to cash in on the big dance. Every season, PropSwappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. Like West from Iowa, who sold a $250 30 to one to Arizona to win the championship ticket for $750 on PropSwap. Now is the time to find those Cinderella's. While the odds and cash on PropSwap on when the tournament starts. And when you're making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can tell sell one for a profit and keep one to let it ride. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot ticket sales. A loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. And last but not least, don't forget to download the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our free picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, uh, let's get into our best bets here first, Scott. I'm going to give you the floor first, man. Best bet for time. What do you like?
1: So I like all three, so I'm kind of torn here, but... Rebounds have been kind to me this year, so I'm gonna go with Wendell Carter Jr. at 11 and a half at even money. It's really just the even money as yeah. the sweetener for me mm-hmm. because when you're walking into 15 rebounds per game in multiple matchups against this opponent, you yeah. just played and you had 12 rebounds in 28 minutes because of foul trouble. Yep, assuming he's able to avoid any foul trouble of any kind, he should really walk into 13 plus rebounds here. But Indiana, according to actual efficiency numbers, is a decent rebounding team. That's solely because Sabonis and Miles Turner both used to be playing every day. Nowadays, they're a terrible rebounding team. So I'm going to go with Carter Jr. because we know he doesn't exactly have much of an outside shot. He does a little bit. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, he's standing in the paint the majority of the time. And he's been a serious matchup problem for the Pacers. I'm going to take the over 11.5 at
0: even money. Yeah, if you've just been based off of history with what yeah. uh, Carter Jr. has been able to do against the Pacers, you're, you're spot on about it.
1: Even so. last year against Sabonis and Turner, he still yeah. did well.
0: And now you have both guys that are not there. So, lack of presence side. I don't think Goga is going to be able to do anything for the Pacers as their yeah. starting center. Uh, for my best bet, I got to say with the rebounds as well, man. I think this is a great matchup for Jared Allen here tonight. Um, give me the over 11.5 rebounds for Jared Allen. It is a little juice at minus 135, but. Charlotte Hornets over the last five games, dead last in opponent rebounding where they're giving up 53.2 down there with the Thunder, down there with the Rockets. They are dead last, like we mentioned. Uh, Jared Allen the last two games, 22 rebounds. And then I think it was 18 was the other number for Jared Allen against these Charlotte Hornets. So uh, that'll be my best. Bet. Jared Allen over 11 and a half rebounds as my uh, player prop for tonight. Uh, Scott, anything else on the schedule that kind of sticks out to you? I know we have a couple good games between... Miami and uh, uh, Milwaukee, obviously, the game of the night. But do you see anything that kind of sticks out to you?
1: I am curious about the Phoenix game. Mm -hmm. I know that Phoenix should roll because Portland is a G League team at this point. Mm -hmm. But as Memphis continues to close the gap between themselves and Golden State, they're also a potential threat to maybe catch Phoenix. I'm not going to overreact because Phoenix lost to Utah. It was a very close game, but Utah, when healthy, is still pretty good. They're not amazing, but they're still a pretty good team. But this is a kind of game where Phoenix really needs a get-right spot. Yeah. And you're not going to find many better get-right spots on the schedule than this Portland team. Phoenix really should win this game by 20-plus. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say I'm officially going to bet Phoenix laying this number, but if you believe in Phoenix to get back on track, they really should win by mercy rule in this game you
0: yeah I wanted to take Devin Booker as a player prop for tonight but I just think it's just blowout potential yeah blowout potential is there but um, I was looking at
1: Aiton I think Aiton was like either 15 and a half or 16 and a half but yeah I mean Portland brought in Drew Eubanks like that's how bad the front court is for this team Aiton it kind of annoys me because I really like him as a player Mm -hmm. but his focus just goes through waves where he'll put up 15 in the first half and then he won't take a shot for the entire third quarter, and I just don't know what is happening, but I still like him in this spot because I don't think anyone on Portland can actually guard him just going through the actual lineup for Portland, though. they really only have Simons, and we know Phoenix is a great defensive team. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think Portland gets to a 100 here because I don't. <sighs> We talked about this on on the pod this morning with Terrell, and and we both like the over, but I like the Phoenix Suns team total more than the actual full game over. Um, Just, again, because Portland, if you kind of go look at what they've been giving up the past several games.
1: They've been giving up 130 and change. Yeah,
0: and it just feels like like, this is the ultimate get-right spot for the Phoenix Suns here tonight. So um, if you wanted a better total, I think, yeah, probably I would take Phoenix Suns team total over. And then if they're really going to clamp down on defense, are the Phoenix Suns? uh, I think yeah, they could probably hold Portland to under 100 points because yeah, it's pretty much Simons, and then hope and pray that you get something out of somebody else from this team. So I'm I'm looking.
1: Portland scored 95 against Golden State. You know, Golden State's been struggling defensively, but as a whole, they're still an okay defensive team. You scored 92 against Denver. (laughs) Like that, that's not pretty. You lose by 30 plus your last two games. Phoenix better win this game, especially since I have Monty Williams win coach of the year. Yeah. Now, Cleveland losing to Minnesota helps. So, shout out to Minnesota for not blowing the entire game, even though they really wanted to. Yeah. But Phoenix really should win this game by 20. So, if you want my favorite spread play of the night, I'd rather lay 13 with Phoenix than lay 10.5 with Philly.
0: Yeah. I, I took, um, the Knicks as my lock in the first half, though, at plus six and a yeah. half,
1: because first half, the Knicks are really not that bad. It's the yeah.
0: full game where they just completely implode. It's really been that fourth quarter because we talked about it. Like they've been outscored by, I think, 10 plus and over the last three yeah. games. But um, yeah. And then do you have anything on the Heat and Bucks game? Uh,
1: see, the Bucks are a team that I was selling on, but then they killed Charlotte. Doesn't yeah, really mean anything to me because I don't think Charlotte's good. very good. Like it yeah. doesn't mean anything to me. But I'm going with Miami. Okay. I mean, you're going to give me four and a half points for a team that's won four in a row and kind of brutally killed Chicago yeah. in this last game. Like, that wasn't even close. Chicago, for a team that has Levine, has DeRozan, who's an MVP candidate, and Vucevic, they scored 99 points. Like, they couldn't even get to a hundo against this team. Now, I know Miami at home is a lot better than on the road. Miami's still six over on the road. But we know covering at home they're ridiculous but Milwaukee is a team that against quality opponents I don't exactly want to lay points especially a Miami team that is two and a uh, two and one against this Milwaukee team this season now the home team has dominated in this series yeah but Miami's healthy I know Lowry might be out though which is a He's bit out. of a concern but yeah. I'm saying Miami's deep enough to handle that mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Heat just because I don't want to lay four and a half with Milwaukee. Or if it was close to pick them, maybe I would take Milwaukee. But you can't give me four and a half with the one seed and expect me to not take it.
0: Yeah, and I think that if this was – I personally thought it should have been around minus two, minus two and a half. Yeah, that's what, I, Bucks, that's what I figured. But at four and a half, you kind of have to take Miami. Also, to kind of do like Giannis to get under points, rebounds, and assists because he struggled against the uh, Miami Heat over the last three games. He had 15. Well, that's, the main, that's the main
1: issue I'm having. It's because Miami tends to do well against Giannis. Yeah. Last year in the playoffs, yeah, they got crushed. I mean, it happens. Their team's better this year. Mm-hmm. But Holiday's been okay. Middleton's been brutal. I mean, yeah. we mentioned Wiggins and how he's been struggling since the All-Star break. I didn't think Middleton deserved to be an All-Star. And since the All-Star break, he's been awful. Yeah. So if you're looking at a situation where Milwaukee, we've roasted the bench time and time again, and their best player, Giannis, obviously, has had issues against Miami. Yeah. And both Holiday and Middleton have not been great recently. I'm not sure where Milwaukee's going to get their points from.
0: Yeah, that that just kind of makes me like the under in this game as well. I think it'll be a little more defensive, uh, especially in that second half. And if you kind of just go look at the game log for Giannis against the Heat, at least over the last four of the last five, he did have a triple-double in there. But other than that, it's been 9-15, 15-15, and only outside of that triple-double, just one game where he's been in double-figure rebounding against Mm -hmm. the Miami Heat team. So, yeah, I like Miami as well. That'll do it for the prop cast here uh, on this Wednesday night edition. Um, I will be back on Friday with Will for the player props for the Friday night edition of the NBA. Uh, and again, Scott and Terrell will be on the NBA gambling podcast to take you through the Thursday night schedule and uh, discuss some other things. Uh, Scott, anything else and let the people know where they can find you, man. Oh, you
1: can find me on Twitter at Reichel radio, R-E-I-C-H-E-L radio. Besides that, still doing a bunch of editing, I know that we are trying to ramp up our color. It's called ColorCast, I believe. ColorCast, yeah. Yeah, So we're trying to ramp up our live stream coverage on there. So I'm looking forward to doing a couple. I might do the Nets game, unfortunately, on (laughs) Sunday. So we'll see what happens there against the Celtics. But looking forward to it. And besides that, ready for March. And I have a player ready on a conference tournament game today. So I'm hoping that goes well.
0: There you go. Uh, March always a fun time for especially for college basketball betters. March Madness just dominates the month of March. It's it's so much fun with the brackets and all that good stuff and survival pools as well. But you you have a team you like? So I I'm, I'm not really into college basketball. I honestly just follow Kobe, Nick, Patty C, Terrell. Uh, I'm saying in only...
1: general, you got if you had to fill out a bracket right now, do you have a team in mind that you'd pick to win it all?
0: Uh, I, I'm not going to say Gonzaga because they always find a way to choke.
1: That's that that's the right answer. That is correct. Okay.
0: Let's so see that. So that's that. Yeah. Um I've kind of been fond of the Arizona team. Okay. And maybe UCLA's out for revenge, but I'm not sold on their the way they've been playing. Who do you have?
1: I I Arizona's a team that I really like, but i I watched them against UCLA when they lost handily. Yeah. And they just couldn't shoot the ball at all. So I'm that's still like kind of PTSD in the back of my head but <laughs> I really like Kentucky. Okay. And I'm usually not a Kentucky guy in the tournament because Calipari always has top tier prospects. Yeah. And they lose in like the round of the in either the like the Elite 8 or the Sweet 16 usually, yeah. but I just keep watching that Kentucky team and I keep gravitating towards them because they have Shigwe who mm-hmm. is basically Bismack Biyombo Jr. He just walks into 15 rebounds every single game that he plays. Yeah. And if you're going to give me a dominant rebounding effort every single game and the guards are pretty good and the depth is there, mm-hmm. I do think they can be a serious problem in March. I recognize that Duke's playing well lately, but I don't like their bench at all. So I'm okay. staying away from Duke. I'm still going to have to do some scouting for the actual tournaments. But as of right now, I definitely will have at least one bracket with Kentucky winning
0: it all. I don't, but this is also a year where they've had, I know they always have like the freshmen that come in they're one and done, but if I'm not mistaken, I read that they have guys that are maybe like sophomores or juniors on this squad. Or am I wrong?
1: Yeah, they have a couple. They also picked up a transfer in Grady. who okay. transferred over from Davidson. He's a pretty good shooter. Okay. They were supposed to be even better because yeah. they were supposed to get this guy sharp, who was supposed to be a top five prospect potentially in the draft. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know if he was ruled ineligible or he just couldn't come back, but he was supposed to return midway through the year. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen. If he was coming back, I would definitely have Kentucky money in my pocket already. Going the title. But this year, I know usually you can talk about how it's very tough to pick a a champion, but usually you have a short list of teams you want to pick. Yeah. This year could really go to anybody. Like, it's that wide open. Last year, I got all four final four teams, right? So I'm in a line to get absolutely destroyed this year. That's kind of how it goes. But yeah, I feel like you can make a case for 10 teams that can make a serious run and potentially win it all.
0: Yeah, definitely. uh, We'll be following the guys over on the college experience for that. So if you're not a avid follower of college basketball, like myself, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Check out all the work from the college experience. Kobe, Nick, Patty C uh, got a couple of new guys in there as well. Nick, um, Nick Dan and other Knicks and there's a lot of Knicks in there as well. So just get over to the their podcast, subscribe, and they'll get you covered for the March Madness tournament. And we as we get into conference uh, conference tournaments as well. So that'll be it for tonight, guys. Uh, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.